This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Sports Better's Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network. All right, Jimmy out along with Brady Cannon here on the Sports Betters Paradise each and every week here on the Bet Rivers Network. Brady, former Westgate Superbook and 2011 NFL handicapping champion with his best bets of the week. Let's get to it. We'll start with Jacksonville. And boy, it just seems that way, huh? I guess the, we have enough sample size, do we, Brady, where Jacksonville's better in London than they are in Jacksonville. So they come back home after their two-week or week-and-a-half stay where they won uh, two games and covered against Atlanta and Buffalo. Colts come to town here. Divisional game, maybe better than expected. Um, Richardson is out. Minshew is in. Jacksonville a four-point favorite here, Brady. Yeah, Jimmy, uh, the quarterback situation for Indianapolis, um, maybe a little bit of an upgrade. Now, certainly, I think Anthony Richardson probably has a brighter future and a higher upside. But right now, Gardner Minshew might be better for this team. And I think you're right as well. This Colts team certainly has exceeded my expectations. And I think most of us uh, around the NFL that follow it didn't expect the Colts to be this competitive and, and maybe uh, are a little underwhelmed by what Jacksonville has done so far. Now, it seems like they're finding their footing a little bit at their home away from home in, uh, in London there for the past two weeks. But, you know, this is already some same season revenge here for the Colts who lost to the Jaguars in week one at home and I think uh, you know the Colts whether they were better than we thought they were preseason or have improved since then it's not a bad product we're seeing on the field right now Zach Moss had a big week last week and now Jonathan Taylor got a few reps under his belt he's back in the fold in the backfield there that ought to be a help for not only Minshew but also Zach Moss and the entire offense now, the Jaguars have been on a little bit of a mini roll there in London during their two-week stay. They beat Atlanta. They get the big upset over the Buffalo Bills. And now they come home after two straight weeks in London and opt not to take their bye. I think this is a good situation for the Colts. The Jaguars are off of two straight wins. The second one as an underdog outright over the big bad Buffalo Bills. And now two straight weeks in London. They come home. They've got to reset, regroup, and no time to do that with a bye week. So and then I mentioned that same season revenge. So I think the number here is actually about right at, at four. Um, but I think the situation heavily favors and the scheduling spot heavily favors the Indianapolis Colts here. And I think they even the score. I could see this one uh, being an outright win for Indianapolis. And I think uh, covering the four uh, ought to be very doable. Uh, both of our NFL contributors, uh, Randy and Randy McKay and Brady, uh, both uh, spot in, uh, like this spot in the schedule. And Randy also is very unique in this aspect that before the season even starts, he looks for spots in the NFL schedule. And this is one that he had circled. And let's face it, uh, I mean, Jacksonville, Atlanta, and Buffalo did not bring their A game 
uh, to London. I mean, there was uh, it was a uh, pretty pretty bad in that one. So uh, interesting. And I had a I had a play in the Colts. I'm I'm watching the games as I usually I watch all of them in the sports book. I mean, you try to uh, watch as much as you can with six, seven, eight games going at once. And I'm like, man, look at Taylor go. Uh uh-uh. uh, it's Moss. Yeah, I mean, right. he was a better. He's a better back right now uh, than Taylor. Right now. And, yeah. yeah, and competition competition brings out the best uh, in athletes. If you if you if you cave in competition, you just ain't got it. Get extra value this football season with Bet River Squares. Went up to ten thousand dollars in bonus money. Bet ten dollars in same game parlays on any on any game with the Squares icon to earn a square. Brought to you by our friends over at Bet Rivers. Let's get to the next one. This is an old divisional matchup, but it's now the uh, NFC North versus the NFC South. Detroit paying a visit to Tampa Bay. Detroit minus three and a half on the road here against Tampa Bay. I don't know who's more surprising. Uh, Detroit at four and, one, four and one or Tampa Bay. I would think Tampa Bay at three to one. Brady, who are we looking at here? Yeah, I made the number four in favor of the Detroit Lions in this one, Jimmy. And if you look across the market, Bet Rivers already at three and a half, and it looks like the market is headed that direction. Everybody's still at three minus 120, but I expect that this game is going to close at three and a half and maybe even higher. Maybe we will see this get to four. You know, Tampa Bay has been on a real roll. They're three and one, you mentioned. They're in first place in the NFC South. They come off of a big win over a division opponent in the New Orleans Saints. 26-9, I believe, was the final score, really in control of that game the entire time. And now this team has to take a break. And when you get teams that have something going, a little momentum going, and then they have to take a bye week, a lot of times they'll come out on the other end and stub their toe because that momentum, what they had, that mojo that they had going, has been stopped. And, you know, conversely, if you have a team that goes into a buy really struggling, a lot of time that that week off is a great time to reset, regroup, get things worked out, find out what your problems are. And they often come out on the other side with a victory or a win against the spread. But when you have that team that's rolling along well, like Tampa Bay, I think the buy kind of hurts. And so I think that's a good situation here for the Detroit Lions to get this one done on the road. You know, the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the one loss they have suffered this season, uh, was a double-digit loss at home to the Philadelphia Eagles. And I don't think the Detroit Lions are that far removed in the NFC from the Eagles, uh, certainly talent-wise, record-wise, what have you. And so I can see Detroit going out here on the road, and I'm going to lay it. I know you never like to lay three and a half with a favorite, but again, I made it four. I think it may close four. I think they can win this one by a touchdown. Yeah, Lions uh, have looked good, uh, you know, and it's not just uh, you know the defense has looked better uh, as of late as well. Carolina got a little very uh, good, really kind of hollow yards uh, in that uh, <clears throat> in the uh, scoring late to uh, to uh, cover. They think uh, did they cover? No, they did not even cover the teaser. But uh, some in-game action that I had, but forty-two to twenty-four against Carolina. So, yeah, Tampa Bay uh, after that uh, Saints game, maybe their most impressive uh, performance of the season. All right, let's. And then go they had to, to a... stop everything, you know, which, which is tough. Uh, another thing about Detroit, you mentioned their defense playing well, and that is evidenced by the fact that they are the only team left in the NFL that has outgained their opponent in every game. So, not only are they doing it offensively, but but they're holding the opposition to low totals as far as yardage as well. 
Yeah, and, and that was a surprise that they, they went with the running back instead of defense a little bit. And that's not a guy that really showcasing as much as well, uh, Gibbs uh, from Alabama. But they're a good team. There's no doubt. And got to respect a guy that comes in there and completely changes the culture of a of a of a franchise or a program that has a long, a long stretch of futility. So, hey, man, the Lions are all of a sudden a little bit of a, a little bit of a public team here. There we go. All right, let's uh, the, t- the the teaser here. The Saints have gone twelve straight unders. Another under as they pitch a shutout uh, in New England. Oh, New England might have got more of a press out of this one after uh, scoring three points in two games. And uh, New England did not get their first first down until five minutes to go in the first half. Mac Jones is going backwards after getting that rookie of the year votes uh, in his first year in uh, in New England. So the Saints are one and a half. And then the Monday night game, Dallas staying uh, in uh, California. They'll go to Los Angeles on Monday night to play the Chargers. They're road favorite here at two and a half. So you're looking at a teaser right here, Brady. Yeah, I think the numbers set up really well for a teaser. And I wouldn't mind betting these teams, you know, with the traditional spread either. The Texans plus the one and a half and the Los Angeles Chargers plus two and a half. But a teaser teaser, uh, really gets you over those key numbers and I think is even a more comfortable bet uh, than just playing it uh, with the traditional point uh, point spread. I'll start with the Saints and the Texans. You know, the Saints win outright as a short underdog at New England, and they do it in shutout fashion. Now, teams after pitching a shutout typically typically are not able to replicate that in the follow-up week, and so I don't don't see that happening for the Saints here. And now they also go into the role of road favorite over a Texans team that I made a one-point favorite in the game. So I think getting points here is really a blessing. And then again, taking it through the three and through the seven up to seven and a half, I think is a really positive situation for your bet. Um, as you know, Jimmy, being there in Louisiana, Derek Carr and Dennis Allen have been horrific throughout their careers as road favorites against the spread, an awfully poor record as road favorites. It's almost like the Saints. You can bet them as an underdog and bet against them as, as, a, as a favorite and as a road favorite, even worse over the course of their careers for both Derek Carr and Dennis Allen. I like this Texans team. I think they play with some energy. Obviously, C.J. Stroud has been terrific. Um, the offensive line has been getting healthier. Uh, The offensive weapons, I think, are a lot better than we expected. Damian Pierce and Collins on the outside, and you know, they're getting it done. And again, like I say, I made them a very short favorite in this game, so I think getting the one and a half or taking them up in the teaser against this situation for New Orleans coming off of the, the shutout victory, Dennis Allen and Derek Carr, very bad in this role. I also think you and I talked a little bit before the show today. I think this Saints defense is possibly a little bit overrated. I mean, we saw what Tampa Bay did did to them, and Tampa Bay, I don't think, is one of the top offenses in football. They beat up on the Titans, certainly one of the worst offenses in football, as well as the Patriots and the Carolina Panthers, a couple of the worst offenses in football furthermore. So um, I, I think the Texans could be the better team here in the end, and I'll go ahead and take the one and a half if you want, but we'll do a teaser here with the Chargers. And the Chargers, Jimmy, this is an interesting situation for me. We were talking about the bye week with Tampa Bay. The Chargers weren't necessarily on a roll 
and they weren't necessarily sputtering. They're coming off of a win over the Las Vegas Raiders, which they almost gave away. They almost gave away the game the week before. You know, so there is a bit of a struggle there. There's concerns about Brandon Staley. So maybe the bye week is really a good thing for them to kind of reset, regroup, get healthy. Austin Eckler's going to be back and come out on the other side and get their act together. But what I was really looking at in this game you remember years ago, uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers, when they were a real force to be reckoned with, a very physical team, Ben Roethlisberger, and then also the Seattle Seahawks with the Legion of Boom, and they used to just beat people up. San Francisco is becoming that team. Last year in 2022, San Francisco, every team they played, I can't remember if it was every single game, but it was about 90% of their opponents went out the following week and lost that game. And it's happened in every game but one so far that this season. That was the same situation with the Seahawks and the, and the Steelers uh, when their opponents went out the following game years ago in their heyday. And I think San Francisco is kind of taking over that punishing physical role. And we saw it on Sunday night. They absolutely physically beat up Dallas and, and maybe a little bit mentally too. So I think that trend is kind of continuing here with the 49ers being that bully, that physical team. And so I think Dallas, not only a good situation with the bye for the Chargers, but I think Dallas possibly a little bit on the mend here physically and mentally could be in a bad situation on Monday. Uh, I'm glad you brought that up, Brady, because I'm a big, uh, a big believer uh, in that trend. And yes, you know, San Francisco, and I don't think it just started. I mean, when you can win an AFC championship game and I mean, how many yard? I mean, passes did they attempt against Green Bay when they just just went at them? They are one of the few teams, or maybe the only team, that still features a fullback in a big portion of their offensive sets. I think it's all with Shanahan, and I think partly do with Shanahan's, you know, his, you know, with the the running game, but also his personnel. He's never had a great quarterback that he wants to, you know, get into a quarterback duel and throw it 35 to 40 times a game. So now he does have a, a really good point guard. I'll at least say that. I mean, Purdy gets the ball out, and he does all the things that you want a quarterback to do in a passing game because he has to because he doesn't have any of the other stuff. He doesn't have athleticism to get broken plays, an, an arm to you know fit it into super tight windows. He has to anticipate throws. There's no doubt about that. I'll even go to you know, a guy we covered for a long time in the SEC, and I know it's a different level, but Nick Saban teams forever at LSU and Alabama, they Definitely were line of scrimmage teams. And the next week, their opponents, the, the, the following the Alabama or LSU games, and it applies now because Alabama is more of a line of scrimmage team this year. Watch out, A&M going to Tennessee. But it was unbelievable how much they struggled after. So there's no doubt San Francisco, they, they want in a quarterback almost a, a, a lot of finesse. They still play old-style foot line of scrimmage football. I think that's a great a great angle. So that'll be interesting to watch Dallas, how they recover, you know, back-to-back -back road games as well. And concerns about Brandon Staley, that's an understatement. Yeah, I would agree. <laughs> I would agree with that. All right, uh, two straight bets uh, in a teaser for Brady Cannon. He's with us each and every week. For Brady Cannon, I'm Jimmy out here in the Sports Better's Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network.